Yay! I'd like for the kids to come forward this morning. This is the last Sunday of the month, and the kids are here. So if you've got a kid, turn them loose and let them run up here. Well, don't run. Just I want you to just sit right here. What's that sound like? What if I told you that this was filled with gold? You might not. You might not believe me. You might not believe me. Yeah, you'd have to go to California because all the gold in California is in a bank in Beverly Hills in somebody else's name. No, anyway, just aged myself a lot there. But anyway, I want you to imagine that this is filled with gold or coins or something really expensive. And this morning, when I read the scripture, there was a story, and Jesus told the story, and it was a true story. It's, it really happened. There was a guy in town, and he was really rich. He was so rich that he could afford to have a coffee can full of money. He was that rich. I mean, he could have carried around his money like this. And he came to Jesus, and he said, what must I do? to get to heaven, was really what he was saying. He goes, what, what, what do I need to do to get to heaven? And so Jesus started asking him some questions, and he asked the guy, he goes, look, have you ever, have you ever murdered anybody? And the guy was like, no, I haven't ever murdered anybody. And the guy said, uh, and Jesus said to the guy, he said, have you ever been unfaithful to your wife? Have you ever committed adultery? And the guy goes, absolutely not. I have never committed adultery. I have been faithful to my wife. And he said, look, have you, ever, have you ever stole anything? Have you ever stolen anything? And the guy was like, no, I haven't stolen anything. Jesus goes, have you ever stole answers off somebody else's paper in school? And he goes, nope, I've never done that. Have you ever stole money that wasn't yours? No. He goes, have you ever taken candy from the store? And he goes, no, I haven't done anything. I've never stolen from anybody. And Jesus goes, have you ever lied? And he goes, no, I've never, I've never lied. And he goes, this guy is... This is a pretty good guy. I mean, he's a really good guy. And he said, he answered, and then he said, had you honor your mother and father? Meaning, do you do what your mom and dad ask you to do? How many of you guys do what your mom and dad ask you to do? All the time. Ooh, a lot of hands went down right there. See, you guys, you guys, and you guys are good kids. Some of you I know are really good kids. But sometimes we don't always do what mom and dad says, do we? We don't always honor them, okay? This guy, if I asked him that, he'd say, I've always done what my mom and daddy said. This was a really, really good guy. I mean, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. And you know what? Jesus, here's the deal. I don't know if I believe the guy or not, but Jesus didn't call him on it and say, Ha! You have dishonored your mom and dad. You have. Jesus just... Acts like the guy really was that guy. And Jesus looked at him, and the word says that he loved him. And it looks like this guy has it all together, because number one, he's rich. You know, we think if you've got money, you're doing all right, don't we? If you've got a nice house, he had a nice burrow that he could drive or ride or whatever, a horse or whatever, or a camel or something or another. He was doing really good. He was rich, and everybody knew him. He was, had high standing in the community. And he was not a murderer. 
He was not cheating on his wife. He was not a liar. He did. He listened to his mom and dad. He was. He was that guy. And Jesus. He looks like this guy has everything going for him, doesn't it? And Jesus looks at him and he says, "There's a place in your life that I need to fill. You're lacking in one place. There's one place where you're empty, and I need to fill it." And he said, and he points towards this place in his life. Is this? We're just imagining today, but he points towards this. And this is where the guy kept all of his wealth. And Jesus, I want you to imagine in your mind that Jesus is doing this. He points to this guy's heart and he says, right here, this is where you're lacking. Well, it doesn't look like he's lacking because it's real heavy and it's full of money. And, and the guy is like, what do you mean? He goes, you're lacking here. This is a place where you're lacking. And I want to fill this container up. But I can't fill it up because you filled it with something else. You filled it with money. And he said, go and empty this out. Go and empty this container out and come back and I will fill you up and give you everything you need. And what do you think the guy did? He didn't do it. He took his container and he looked at it and he kind of held it close and he thought about it for just a second. Now understand, kids, he is looking at God incarnate. It's not like me coming up to the guy and goes, this is what you need. I've got something you need. That's not me. He's looking at Jesus, God's son. He's looking at God. And God is saying, I have all the things that you need. How much stuff does God have? He's got everything. He's got everything. God has everything. And, this, and God says, I'll give you what I have for what you've got in the coffee can. And the guy looks at his coffee can and the word says that he walked away really sad because he just would not empty out what he had in here and get what God had for him. Do you know what he had in here? Do you know what the... If you look in here, it's just rocks. Just rocks. You know what? You know what? Shh. Now this is. Sit down. I got him out of my driveway. It's just rocks. Okay, sit down. Sit down. Do you know what? Do you know what we pave our roads with here in Missouri? Rocks. Rocks. Money. What do you? Where do you live at? In Webster County, that's for sure. We pave our roads with rocks. Do you know what God paves the roads in heaven with? Gold. Gold is so gold is so prevalent. There's so much gold in heaven that God uses it to pave the roads with. And this guy held on to stuff on this earth that God paves roads with in heaven. Doesn't sound like it was worth much, was it? He held on to stuff that wasn't worth much and missed out on what God had him, had for him. And you know what? There's lots of times that people in this world, and God's going to ask you too, one day he's going to say, look, I've got a place in your life that I want to put what I want in there. But you're going to have to get rid of what you've put in there. And you're going to have to decide, am I going to dump out? And I'm going to tell you, whatever it is that you have, no matter how expensive you think or whatever you think it's worth, next to what God wants to give you, it's just a bunch of rocks. 
Everything on this earth is just rocks. It, ain't, it doesn't count for anything. And when God comes to you, and kids, he will. And he'll say, I see something lacking in your life. Empty out whatever it is that you're holding on to and allow him to fill up with what he has for you. Okay? Can I pray for you? Let me pray for you. Father, we love you. I thank you for each one of these kids. Father, I pray that as they go through life, that they will fill their lives up, that they will allow you to fill up their lives with what you have for them, that they will not hang on to the things of this world and miss out on what you want to give them. Father, I pray this week as these kids come to Bible school, Father, I pray your Holy Spirit to speak into their lives. I pray that, that when they're in story time and when they're in scripture time and crafts and snacks and all those things, Lord, I pray that your holy presence is there speaking and speaking into their lives. And I pray that they would hear and listen and that they would receive you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may go back to your family and sit down. If you weren't at breakfast this morning, I had a little clap. Can you find your mom and dad? Can you find them? Where are they at? Did they leave? Uh, you see your mom? See your mom? Right there? Here, I'll get you down. I'll get you pointed in the right direction. Can you see her? Right there? Right there? There you go. I told you, last Sunday of the month, we take a big chance. You never know how this is going to go. During breakfast time, I had all these kids at Sunday school class, and I told them, I said... Meaning, I was, told, I was meaning to go sit down by your mom and dad. And I said, okay, you can sit down. They all just went, <laughs> just sat right. First time kids have ever listened to me, ever. And so anyway, it was kind of funny. Turn your Bibles this morning to Mark chapter 10. We're going to be in the same place we were during the worship time. Let's all stand in honor of God's word. I'm going to read this story one more time. I want you to listen to what Jesus says to him. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him, fell at his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. And this is the part that gets me. He says, one thing you lack. There's one place that needs filling in you. There's a spot in you that I see that needs filling. But you filled it up with something else and you've got to empty it out. One thing you lack, go sell everything you have. Empty yourself out and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Let's pray. Lord, this morning, speak to us. Help us to hear. Father, I think there's folks here this morning that need filling. Some of us probably need to make some room in our life. We need to dump something out that's filled up our life that you want a place where it's lacking. And we've filled it up with something else and we need you to come fill. And Father, sometimes life just leaves us empty. And this morning, Father, I pray that we would hear your word and we would allow your Holy Spirit to fill us in that place that is empty this morning. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus looks at the guy and says, you're lacking, and, and uh, he looks at this part of his life, and 
And he says, it's this part of your life that I need to fill up. But the problem is it's already full. You filled it up with something else. And in our lives sometimes, that's what we do. We have a place in our life that we know is empty and we try to fill it up with something that we think is going to give us pleasure. And the truth is it could give us pleasure and it could give us contentment, but it may not be what God wants us to have. And as we go through life, we try to fill ourselves and we fill ourselves with uh, jobs, we fill ourselves with activities. When I was going through the series and we were talking about addicted to busy, we fill our lives with busyness. And lots of times we fill our life with busyness so we won't feel empty. So we'll feel like we're important. So we'll feel like we're accomplishing something. We don't ever hold still because if we hold still, then we feel like nothing's going on. And we feel like we're empty. And God looks at every part of our life and he'll say at time, from time to time, he will look at you and his Holy Spirit will come and speak into your life. And he'll say, there's a spot in your life that's lacking. There's a spot in your life that I want to fill up, but I can't, you can't fill what is already full. I don't know if you've ever tried to fill a gas tank that's already full. You can't do it. If you have a jug that's full of water and you try to put some more in it, you can't, it won't go in. And sometimes God speaks into our life and we've already filled that spot with something else. And so this morning, I want us to uh, think about where in our life that God would say you are lacking, where in our life needs to be filled, but where do we need to empty out. Maybe we need to make some more time for God. Maybe we've put too many activities in our lives and we need to take some of those things out. Maybe we've come and we've started serving something and we hold our job or our possessions or our activities above Him and those things we need to remove from our lives so we can let Him fill and take that place. And that's one place in our life where we see that when we're lacking that God wants to fill there's another story in the Bible that I want us to go to, and it's in 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 4. Susan Carroll gave me a book a couple of weeks ago. I assume that you have read it. And uh, I'm always looking for a good book. And just knowing what Susan and Rusty have kind of been going through, and we've been preaching about in the last few weeks, our church is just, I mean, her families, they've gone through some hurt, haven't you? Just some difficulty. And uh, as we've been going through that, I've been reading that book along, and there's some scriptures and some of the stories that have stood out to me, and this is one of them. And uh, this is talking about another kind of filling. This is Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, can I, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you, you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and afterward shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, 
Bring me another one. But he replied, There's not a jar left. Then the oil stopped, stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and said to him, Go, and, she, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. As I was reading this and I was reading this chapter in the book, uh, it's pretty obvious that this death in her life has left this whole family feeling very empty. And this was a great godly man. He was, uh, when, when she speaks to Elisha, he knows that, uh, that uh, who this guy is. And he knows that he's a great church leader. He is a man in the community who people look up to. His kids look up to him. His family looks up to him. And uh, it would be bad enough that this guy is gone. And when I think of this story and I think of the things that have happened within our church in the past year, this story really hits close to home for us. The people that we have lost in the past year and even in the past couple of weeks are, are people that leave a big hole in the life of the church. People who we love, people who are involved in church, people who are involved with families that we know. And uh, I think about this, and I think about this woman who is here. And it's bad enough that she has lost her husband, her her sons have lost their dad. The church has lost a great churchman in this guy. And this lady's having to live with all that, but the bad thing about it is that her husband has left her a huge mountain of debt. And immediately after his death, the debt collectors are coming and asking for that debt, and he has no life insurance. And she is in a bad spot. The, the, the spot is she, she's mourning her husband, and she's mourning the fact that he's gone, but she's also having to deal with this thing that, that she doesn't want to deal with, and she is in a really bad spot. And now it's such, she is in such a bad place that she is at the point that she's probably going to lose her sons as well. During this day and during this time, if you couldn't pay your debt, you could sell yourself into service and your work would pay off the debt or you could sell your kids into service and they would pay off the debt most people did not want she was probably uh an older woman and she they probably didn't want her and so uh she was going to have to sell her sons to pay off this debt and the way that it talks it probably wouldn't she would probably die before the debt was paid, and she may never see her sons again. Are you getting a picture of where she's at? She's in a bad spot. She is in an empty, empty spot. Her husband is gone. This mountain is pressing in on her, and she is face to face with the fact that her sons may well be gone too. And she goes and speaks to Elisha. And Elisha says, what do you have? And she goes, I got a little bit of oil. I got a little bit of oil. She has more than that. She has a lot of empty. She has an empty place where her husband was. 
She has an empty heart. She fears she's going to have an empty home. She, her whole life is just filled with empty. She, everything that was full before is, is gone. And, and she has a lot of empty and a little oil. And he says, go gather up all the empty you can find. Go ask your neighbors if there's anything they have that you can put something in. Gather every jar you can get a hold of. And he doesn't tell her to tell them what to do, what she's doing. It doesn't tell her to go put on Facebook, hey, I need you to bring all the jugs you can. He says, you go and gather up all the empty you can come up with. Don't tell them what's going on. Don't advertise it. Don't tell everybody what's happened in your life. Everybody already knows. Gather up all your empty and get in a room by yourself. And I want you to know, folks, that sometimes God works in the church. He works in this setting. And God works at camp. And God works at revival meetings. And God works at encounter. God works at big services that we have. God works in that kind of setting. But I also want you to know that God sometimes just works at your house. And sometimes God just wants to come and meet with you by yourself, with your family, and make himself very real to you. And he says to her, gather up all the empty you can find. Gather it all up. And you go in your house, and you and your sons get there, and you shut the door. And then just start pouring. She's got a lot of empty and a little oil. In the Old Testament and throughout the Word, the oil has always represented the Holy Spirit. And in this story, I believe that, the whole, that she has a lot of empty and a little faith. Sometimes when you have a lot of empty, it's hard to have a lot of faith, isn't it? It doesn't seem like God's... I've got to be honest with you. If I'm this lady, I'm not seeing a whole lot of God around. I'm seeing a lot of empty. She's got a lot of empty, and the Word says that she had a little bit of God. And sometimes we get to the place where that's all we have. Sometimes that's where we are at, where we look at our lives and we look at what's going on. And some of you are in the middle of it right now. I understand that. And some of you have been there and some of you are going to get there. But there's sometimes in our lives when we have a lot of empty And we're just really honest, we're not super Christian, and we don't just have a whole lot of faith. I've got really good news for you this morning. You don't need much God. The word we're talking about faith. The fact about faith is, Jesus says you need a mustard seed. She's got a little more than that. She's got a little bit of oil. And she's got a lot of empty and a little bit of God. And she gathers her two boys in there. And they are on the brink of disaster. You understand? 
They don't go to church. They don't have everybody come around them. In this particular setting, he says, I want to come and I want to move in your home. And I want, I, I just, this morning, I just want to say, I think sometimes we think that God's going to do something here on Sunday morning and God does that and we need to pray for that and we need to believe that that happens because I believe he wants to do that. But sometimes God wants to do the miracle in your house. Don't think that I have to wait till I'm with the family before God wants to do something. You know what? God wants to do something every day in your house. God wants to minister in your home every day. God wants to do something in your kid's life every day. You don't have to wait till Wednesday night teen service for something to happen in your teen's life. You don't have to wait for, uh, you don't have to wait for Bible school for God to do something in your kid's life. Does God want to do that? Yes, but he wants to do it in your home now. And he does that, and he wants to do that. <coughs> and so she gathers up all the empty that she has. And she takes the little bit that represents God, and she starts to pour. And she pours, and she pours, and she pours. And the boys are just bringing one vessel after another. And she just keeps pouring, and keeps pouring, and keeps pouring until everything is full. And she looks around, and she says, is there any more empty? And they say, there isn't any left. And it stops. And she goes back to the prophet, and he says, take all the oil and sell it. And he says, that will get you back to even. It will pay off your debt. And you can live on the rest. And as I have read that and studied that this week, it's not a big promise that he gives her here. He says, I'm just getting you back to where you can live. She didn't get her husband back. She didn't get him back. But God got her to a place where she could live. God doesn't promise that he's going to make everything the way it was or take away all the hurt or all the... He just says, I'm going to make it where you can live and I have been thinking about you guys this week God will not you are never to quit missing your sister and your daughter you're, never, you're not supposed to but I want you to know this morning that God says that he is able to help you to have life among this loss. He can help you to live through it. And Susan, he can help you and Rusty live through it. And some of you are, this morning, if I came to you, you would say, if, I mean, if you were really honest, you'd say, Pastor, and because I don't know your situation, but you might say, Pastor, I got a lot of empty and I really don't have much faith. I'm going to tell you, you're in a perfect spot.
Because God will get you to where you can live. He doesn't, he doesn't promise you get everything back. He doesn't promise, oh, everything gets back to normal. You get, you get your everything. He, doesn't, he just says, I, sometimes God will just get you to where you can live. And sometimes that's enough. And sometimes he does great miracles and, and makes things awesome and great and, and fixes things beyond our wildest dreams. And sometimes he blesses us and blesses us to where we can't even hold anything. But sometimes he gets us back to the place where I can just live again. And sometimes that's enough. I want Lance to come this morning. I've talked about two different folks this morning. One, God looked at him and said, you're lacking. You've got a place in your heart that I want to fill up, and you filled it up with something else. I need you to dump that out so I can fill you. One person had a lot of empty in their life. They just, just because of life. And I don't know what, I don't know what, I mean, here's the deal. You live long enough and something's going to happen to you. You can't, I mean, that's just the way it is. And sometimes you're at a place in life where you've got a lot of empty and a little bit of faith. And that sounds bad, but I want you to know this morning that's where God comes in and works. That's where God steps in and brings healing and he brings you back to the place where you can just live again. I want us to stand this morning. I don't know where you're at or what's going on in your life this morning. But I know this, if you need filling today, you'd say, Pastor, I just, I just need a filling from the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about someone living in sin. I'm not talking about, and maybe you are, and maybe you need to take care of that. That would be great too. Maybe you've got a place in your life where you say, Pastor, I didn't notice it till this morning, but God wants to fill this part of my life, and I have filled it with something else, and I just want to empty that out and allow him to fill me this morning. Come and pray. Or maybe just this morning you say, Pastor, I just feel empty. I feel empty. My life feels empty. I just need God to fill me this morning. I just need to get to where I can live again. Maybe that's you this morning. I just want you to come pray. We're not going to go. I wonder what's wrong. I wonder what's going on in their life. We don't care. We just want you filled. I want you to get back where you can live again. Once you get back where you can go on again, where you can go on through life and, and, and live again. And I want you to know this morning, it don't take much faith. Everybody says, oh, you have to have all this faith. You have to have all this faith. Apparently not. As I've been reading and as I've been studying faith, it doesn't take much. She had a lot of empty and a little bit of faith. And this morning, you stepping out 
is a little faith, is a little obedience, and God wants to fill you up and let you live again. We're going to sing. If you need to come and pray, we're just going to let you come pray this morning. Come as we sing. Go ahead, Lance.